This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 158, Dangerous Advice on Speaking Part 2 from an Ex-Examiner. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Get started with our seven easy steps to a seven or higher at allearsenglish.com slash S-E-V-E-N. Now, let's get to the show. In today's IELTS Energy podcast, we are going to directly answer a question from a student about some advice that he got from a textbook written by an ex-examiner. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Jessica, how you doing? Hey, Lindsay, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I am very good. Thank you. Feeling great today. And I want to start off our show today by saying thank you to our awesome reviewers in iTunes. Guys, when you review our show, IELTS Energy in iTunes, you push our show to the top of the ranking so we can help more people pass the IELTS. But most importantly, you get your name announced on the show. So I want to start by saying thank you to Atlanta Airy from Japan, who reviewed us on October 29th. Thank you to Jaleen from Singapore. And thank you to Emma, who is a student in our course from Australia. So thanks guys for Super those reviews. Cool. Yeah, so cool, right Jessica? That's awesome. Guys, reviews mean a lot for us podcasters. Um yeah. and we I mean, we think you like our show, right? I mean, you're <laughs> yeah. downloading us again, you're listening to us again every week. So please let us know what you like about it so we can do more of that and keep entertaining you guys and teaching you guys at the same time. And like I said, I mean, it's important for us so we know that we're doing things well for you guys, mm -hmm. but also it's really good for the show, guys, to get us pushed up in those rankings on iTunes. You got it. So guys, guys, go on over to the iTunes store and review IELTS Energy. Thanks, guys. All right. And we'll announce your name when we see your review. Jessica, yeah. we have an interesting email from a student, from a listener of our show today uh -huh. that we want to read for our listeners. Yeah, this this really caught our attention. Okay. So I'm just going to read you guys the email. It says, Sorry, I know that I don't answer your questions for the most part since I have a hectic <laughs> schedule, even though I didn't give up preparing for IELTS. When I was reading a book called IELTS Speaking, written by an ex-IELTS examiner, I came across some tips he mentioned, which I am hesitating to use during the IELTS. Um, when I got, what I got confused about is that the author of this book suggested candidates use as many linking phrases as possible while answering a part two question. The linking phrases like, okay, I guess I could start off by answering who the person is, going on to my next point, which is why he is famous, and so on. 
Don't you think using this structure sounds unnatural? Do you also recommend to use this strategy to answer the part two question? And he also said that content is not important for part two. Instead, he recommended to focus on the above mentioned kind of linking phrases, which form fluency, vocab, and grammar. So my question is, how do you reflect on his approach? Um, wow, there's a lot in there. Um, yeah, Lindsay, big so question. Like we've, we've spoken about this first part. So let's split mm. this up into first part. The two pieces of advice that he's asking us about mm-hmm. uh, that he read in a book, which uh, just frustrates <laughs> me, the bad advice that's out there. Anyway, so the fur, there's two parts to the advice here. One part is to use as many linking phrases as you can in part two even though it feels unnatural. And the second question is that content doesn't matter. Instead, the only thing that matters is using these linking phrases because they'll mm. help you in, all, in everything you're graded on. What? Yeah. Okay. What do we think about this? I mean, what do we think about? So we've talked a lot about linking phrases, right? We've mm-hmm. talked about it in writing quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I might have mentioned this before. I'm not sure. Uh, but linking phrases on the speaking test are definitely important. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it does feel unnatural. I totally get you. I do not use linking phrases in my normal speech. Like when I'm just naturally yeah. talking, I don't organize my words by saying like, First of all, most importantly is this point. Um, <laughs> yes. Subsequently, I would like to tell you, like I don't, you know, nobody talks like that. Um, and I and I know that, guys. But unfortunately, to this this part of the advice is correct. Okay, mm-hmm. if you want to score high, uh, seven or higher, four. Fluency and coherence, the examiner does listen specifically to your linking words and phrases. So you must, must, must use transition phrases like nevertheless or having said that, not only but also um, pronouns like he, she, it, they, this means that. I mean, you have to use these cohesive devices in order to get a seven or higher, even though it feels unnatural. I don't care. That's what the scoring asks the examiner to listen for. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. you do, you do have to use linking phrases. That's correct. Um, and that's something to practice. So let me give you guys some useful advice to take away from here. Um, and this is something you could write down, guys, because this is an activity that you should definitely do in order to accomplish this way to raise your fluency and coherent score. Um, find one of those academic linking words lists online. There are tons and they're all organized by groups like addition, contrast, time, um, all the different functions. Choose three from each box, okay? Three from each category that you feel like are high level and you feel like you could use. Write them down, right? Make your own linking word list. And then while you're practicing for the speaking test, as you are talking, stare at this list. Make yourself use these words while you're talking. Because um, yeah. again, guys, if you don't practice it, you're not going to do it. Um, yeah. If you just read the linking words list online, that is not the same as practicing. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't that. become part of your language, right? We need to make yeah. it become part of our repertoire. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, that is definitely an activity you guys could take away from this because that advice is correct. However, what really worries <laughs> me is the second thing. The mm. um, He also said that content is not important 
for part two? Hmm. What the heck? Um, hmm. that's ridiculous, guys. Um, I, you know, linking words, yes, linking words will help your fluency score. Like I said, um, can, can impact your vocab score if they're high level. That's possible. Um, can help you to have like compound sentences because you're linking simple sentences with these words. So like I get the, the root of this advice, I guess, but telling a student that content is not important. That's mm. the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. One strategy, <laughs> yeah. guys, one strategy is not going to get you a seven. Just using linking words is not going to get you a seven. Right, right, right. Because if we're, yeah, exactly. If we're not answering the question itself or, mm-hmm. or at least linking our ideas to the question, right, as we've talked mm-hmm. about, like if we have a blank mind, we've talked about how we can kind of transition into something that's hopefully related to the question, mm, but we need exactly. to stay on topic. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean that we've, we've talked about how important it is to, fo- to listen to the examiner and focus on the question, focus on what the examiner is asking you. And to be honest, and we've given you those transition phrases as well. But again, guys, these transition phrases are to organize your ideas. Your ideas are important. Your, <laughs> your like ability to communicate your ideas. That's what the examiner is listening for, not yeah. just. However, nevertheless, in addition, moreover, like that, you've got to have those are those are like bookends, right? Those are yeah. the bookends, but there's got to be the book in between the meat. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we need the exactly. meat. Yeah. If you're only using practice tests to prepare for the IELTS exam, then you are making a fundamental mistake. You're missing the strategies, but we'll show you the step-by-step process that you need to follow to get to your target score. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash S-E-V-E-N and get our free downloadable cheat sheet. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash S-E-V-E-N. Exactly, guys. And when we, uh, you know, in our strategies and our approach and in our course, Three Keys IELTS, when we do give you lists of linking words, we, we connect those with why they're important on the test and how to use them in order to improve your other scores as well. Like, it, you know, as a strategy, if you have a blank mind, it, what you should say, if you are nervous and you n- didn't hear the question, how should you ask the examiner to repeat it? Like these are, these are functional phrases. They don't stand alone. They function yeah, sure. as a part of another strategy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, and where, again, where are we going to get that content so that we can stay on topic? We talk about a lot on this show. And again, I love the concept, the culture of thinking, right? We've, again, as we said, Last time, we've got to have something in our heads to be able to respond to questions, to have something interesting to say. <laughs> exactly, you guys. Your ideas do matter. I mean, it's it's a test of a language, right? It's your yeah. test to communicate in a language. And how do you communicate if your ideas don't matter? Like that mm-hmm, doesn't mm-hmm, make mm-hmm, any mm-hmm. sense right. at all. Your ideas have to have to make sense. They have to be a logical response right. to the question at the very least, right? Right. Um, 
the the topic on the the top of that part two card where it says um describe an object describe you know the most expensive thing you have uh if you guys actually if you want to hear some examples of these part two answers we did a recent podcast about that so go to our website ielts.allearsenglish.com um and just type in the search bar part two and you're gonna see a lot of podcast episodes we've done that give you examples and ideas and strategies for this but if you see that topic on top that describe your best friend, you know, whatever, describe whatever, that that topic is important. And if you start talking about something totally unrelated, <laughs> like if you think your content honestly doesn't matter because you read it in a very horrible textbook, then you're, mm. you know, the vocab score is going to go down because it looks like you don't have the vocabulary to talk about the topic. Your fluency and coherence score that you're trying to increase, that's going to go down because it's not coherent. Your answer doesn't make sense. It's that's not perfect. connected. Exactly. Yeah. So we know exactly where our scores are going to go down and that's important, right? We've got to link it all back to the scoring system. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm just appalled that someone could like market themselves as being an ex-examiner and give you <laughs> advice that would actually hurt your score. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jessica, this is the danger of going off and just buying a textbook, right? I find it very dangerous because when we do this, we're, we're realizing that this is our only resource. We have no one to mm-hmm. go to. I mean, luckily we're answering this question for, for one of our listeners, but when we're out on our own and who knows if this is correct advice, Really, anyone can publish a textbook, right? Yeah, These seriously. days on Amazon? These days, yeah, for sure. I know. I met I met a teacher who has published like IELTS uh like not Kindle editions, ebooks, like ebooks for IELTS and ebooks for TOEFL and ebooks for TOEIC and I'm like, at what? Mm. Like how do you know all three tests and what are you teaching? Oh, what? No. And like uh, yeah. So, um again, guys, like research the name at the very least. Make sure you like hopefully you talk to someone that also used this book and got a good score, right? Don't just choose mm-hmm. randomly. Like don't buy an expensive textbook just because it has the name Kaplan or the name Berlitz or whatever. Like yeah. a textbook's not enough, guys. Okay. Yeah, we want to triangulate the information we get, right? We want to check with different people and check in and make sure that there's a real system that we're following, not just random advice from someone that we don't know in a textbook that who knows how credible it is. Yeah, exactly. Um, you should, you should be able to find some proof. I mean, if it is worthwhile, you should be able to find some proof. Um, if you look at our course, for example, Three Keys IELTS, we have real stories from real students on there who followed our 30 day plan. You know, not just a textbook, followed our 30 day plan in our course and got a 7.5, got an eight. So like, that's the proof you want. You want to know it, it has worked for others and then it can work for you. Don't just like guess. <laughs> right. And again, a good thing to ask if you're working with a teacher, as we've said before, if the teacher makes some kind of claim and gives you some kind of piece of advice and you're thinking that doesn't sound quite right, you can directly ask yeah. the teacher, how does that relate to my score? Right. This piece of advice. And I've and I mean, Lindsay and I know teachers. Teachers are really good at talking and we're really good at sort of like BSing our way around stuff. Excuse Mm -hmm. my language, but like that, you know, we're good at talking. Like that's something we can do. And I know Lindsay and I'm sure Lindsay will say this, too. In our early teaching careers, if students asked us questions we didn't know, we were able to sort of talk around it as if we did. Like the fake it till you make it sort of thing. Like teachers do that, too. That's right. 
make sure you're you're listening to someone with experience. And if you don't understand their answer, chances are they're just trying to sort of fool you because they don't know, right? Yeah. And <laughs> and maybe in some cases for some classes, it's okay, right? But when it comes to an exam like the IELTS, yeah. it's not okay, guys. We don't have time to gamble, right? Exactly. With someone who doesn't know what they're talking about, okay? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, we could... In our course, we have that 30 day plan, that 60 day plan. There's, there's a specific amount of time, you know, that at the end of this time, you'll increase your score. Like you, if you can't get a commitment like that from your teacher, that might be something to think about, right? Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. That's a good point. So there are some good questions we can ask our teachers. Maybe we should do an episode on that. I'm not sure that we've done that yet, Jessica. You know, the questions to ask when you're interviewing a teacher. Right? What I are the questions? Did a blog you did a post about post that it. recently. Yes. Yeah. I like check that. out, check like out that. our blog, guys. Um, I did do a post recently on how to analyze the course and how to choose the right course or IELTS teacher for you exact questions to ask them and exact things that you need to look for when you're choosing how to spend your money. So check out that blog post before you spend any more money, guys. <laughs> I, know. I know. I love it. I love it. All right. This has been useful. And thank. I'm glad we were able to answer this question. Again, guys, if you have a question and if it's a good question, especially <laughs> if it's a good question, send your question to me at lindsay at allearsenglish.com. And we want to know your question so we can answer it on the show. Yes, we love doing this, guys. We love, love, love hearing what you need and directly giving you the the advice. So yeah, please let us know. Let us know your questions. All right, Jessica, I will see you tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out today. All right, cool. Have a good day, Lindsay. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon. Bye.